did you see that goal by Trevor Zegris last night? He put the puck, I'm sorry, the stick between his legs and then flicked it over the right shoulder in the upper right-hand corner of the goal. And, of course, I text Ari at 11.39. Bam, who gets right back to me. I said, did you see the Zegris goal? He goes, yep. I go, hot damn. That's all I had to say. I mean, he took the puck, then went with the puck between his legs and then flicked. I never saw that before in my life. And what, 21 goals, 34 assists this year. Ducks lost to the Kraken last night. They're not playing well. I mean, oh, I'm sorry, 21 goals, 33 assists. Last year, he had 61 points on the season. He's two goals away from last season total. But, I mean, that play, I, I even got a picture of it. And I was like, God damn, that was a hell of a play. And, you know, I see that, which, you know, that's why I love hockey. And then I see... D'Angelo, it's a Tony D'Angelo who plays for the Flyers. He went, the, it, the play was stopping. He went in and just took his stick and whacked the guy, whacked Corey Perry in, in his nuts. And of course, uh, Tortorello, Torts, as they call him, you know, said, I haven't seen the clip of what happened. Guys in the room said it was pretty obvious what happened. It's his first season coaching D'Angelo, who was with the uh, Hurricanes last year, also was a former Ranger. He said that the line you walk as far as going over the edge, I want him to have his personality, to have his competitiveness. A couple guys I did said, I wish a little of that would rub off on them. But again, I haven't seen it, but I think he may have crossed the line. Yeah, may have. I mean, he went right in and bam, right in the guy's nuts. I'm like, dude. And, you know, if I played hockey, which I didn't, but if I did, yeah, I would be involved with a lot of those situations. Not not with the, not with uh, hitting guys in the nuts, but... Things would get chippy around me. But I was like, dude, really? You have to hit the guy in the nuts? And then, like, walk away like nothing happened. And the ref, like, jumped in like, what the fuck is going on here? I mean, you see a play like Zegris, which as a defender would piss me off because I'm like, he's playing in the NHL. He's putting the stick between his legs and flicking and scoring a goal. The goaltender doesn't know what the hell's going on. And you're just like, holy shit. I mean, wow. Just wow. Yeah, and then you see D'Angelo with, you know, you, you stick in the nuts. That's why Brad Marchand, douchebag. Whenever I, there's certain names I say to Michigan. Marchand, douchebag. A-Rod, douchebag. Uh, former coach of the dump uh, who likes younger women, who coach of the, yeah. God, I'm blanking on his name, who was coach of the Jags for part of the season. Douchebag. So there's my, and uh, Ryan Day, douchebag. Pretty much anything Ohio State, douchebag. But yeah, I, and D'Angelo will be a douchebag, in my opinion, on that front. And, you know, reading about what's happening with Aaron Rodgers, they took out uh, Woody Johnson's private jet, him, Salah, Douglas, and Nathaniel Hackett all went out to talk to him. And, you know, people brought up a good point. This They have no backup plan, the Jets. I mean, if they don't get him, what happens? It sounds like Jimmy G is going to end up with the Texans. That's what they're saying. I mean... They're not going to go with Zach Wilson again next year. What are you going to bring in? Uh, is Joe Flacco going to start? Are you thinking about bringing in the redhead, the uh, ginger from the, the Saints quarterback last year? I see his face. Former Bengal, former TCU great. You, you, I mean, think Jacoby Brissett. Do you bring him in? I mean, the Eagles are interested in Marcus Mariota. And I thought about that. I said, Marcus Mariota. As your backup, God forbid something happens to Jalen Hurts, Marcus Mariota is going to run your offense. And I feel like you want to have a guy, you know, Brissett didn't play great, but he didn't play bad. And compared to Deshaun Watson last year, he played pretty damn good. And now, you know, you're going to go, you're on the cusp of winning a Super Bowl last year. And if anything happens, Marcus Mariota is your is your guy. Because Garden Gardner Minshew, I'd rather take a chance with Gardner Minshew this year if, the, if things fall through with the Jets. Because they're playing this game now where, you know, uh, the the, the uh, gut incursed, the, the the GM of the Packers is like, we like Jordan Love. It's almost like there's, they're, they're trying to make this easier. They don't want a whole PR fiasco, but they really don't want back Aaron Rodgers. And I read an article yesterday where, you know, he hurt his thumb against the Giants in that game overseas, Rodgers, and had one good game, was it against the Cowboys? And then from then on, pretty much had a shitty end to the season. And, you know, I got into an argument with a guy about Favre. They were 8-3, and three, he got a shoulder injury, but the season ended like shit. They were 8-3, and three, they beat Seattle, looked like they were going to have a run. 
he went down, the season went down. And, and you know, people like, well, if we end up with Mike White again and Zach Wilson, we're in trouble. But, yeah, I mean, because Mike White has never played a full season. He, he got the shit kicked out of him in three games last year. And, you know, he has one good game, and he doesn't keep it up. It's, it's about being consistent. Like the Knicks last night, nine-game winning streak, and Charlotte comes into town. You, 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 you blow him out the first half, what, over 60 points? And actually, you have 45 in the second quarter of the Knicks, and they score 60 points the three other quarters combined. You know, you have to bring it every goddamn game. You're nine-game winning streak. You got to beat Charlotte. You're up 16 points the second half. You got to beat Charlotte. Charlotte blew him out the second half. It was a game of two halves, and they lost the second half. You didn't have Brunson play. Um, I saw that R.J. Barrett had 25 points with like five minutes left in the third quarter. He was two the rest of the way. Nobody shot well. Quickly didn't shoot well. Randall didn't shoot well. And, you know, I mean, Randall's been playing, and, and they had a stat that Randall has had the mo- played the most minutes since basically 2019, 2020. And eventually that shit catches up to you. You can't play all those minutes. So back to back to football. So I'm thinking about like with the Jets and everything. So it's they're all in. You know they got to have him come around. And if it works out, great. But who are you getting? Are you you guys going to be 40 years old now? You know Brady played into his 40s and won Super Bowl and played at a very good level. Drop off this season, big drop off. Uh, they shouldn't have hosted a playoff game, but that's a. That's something that always pisses me off. Just because you win a division doesn't mean you're eight and nine means you should be hosting a playoff game. And what are the Jets going to do if if he, he could say no? I mean, I don't know if he wants that pressure of New York. I don't. He's not a big city guy. He's more sitting in a dark room uh, doing some hallucinogenic drugs. You know, I mean, we ha- we had a guy who did a lot of drugs and was a, probably one of the greatest players ever in her history, LT, but LT produced. And LT won two rings. I don't, and and just, you know, just was was that guy, was, a, you know, a unicorn. I mean, he changed how, how you, how you ran a defense, how you, how you went after everything. He did everything on the field. Parcells talked about his, basically his arm was strapped up. Uh, his arm was taped to his side against the Eagles, I mean, against the Lions at the Silverdome. And he single-handedly won that game. And, you know, yeah, I mean, Parcells loved him. He played. He just played. I mean, I've told the story. He's back in the sleep, back sleeping in the back of the room. And um, Belichick is defense coordinator running the meeting. And, he, you know, he he gets pissed off. He says something to LT. LT comes to the front of the board, writes everything down, what he said. He goes, I'm going back to sleep now, right? He's like, right? You know, like, you know, I know what's, I know what's going on. You, don't worry about me. <laughs> you know, he was just different. He was just, you know, he, he was a phenomenal athlete. And think about it if he would have been clean and he was still that good. Hey, I, you know, I mean, I watch, I still remember going around and just, and, and just like taking the arm, like whack on the quarterback. That's what you hope that, that Aaron Rodgers can bring to the Jets. Jets haven't won anything since before I was, before, before I was, conce- before I was born. Six months before, that's the last time they even went to a Super Bowl. One Super Bowl. The Jets don't have a history. I mean, think about it. Joe Namath, the greatest Jedi. I mean, I feel like I'm just like onions. All I do is repeat the same shit over and over and over again. And I mean, they gave uh, Daniel Jones got 82 million guaranteed, 35 million in incentives. Instead of 32 million on the cap this year, only 19. They can 13 million. They could get some additions. And Barkley didn't take 12 and a half million. Now he got a salary. He got a transition. He's got the uh, the franchise tag. 10.1 million, which is less than what they offered him. And someone said, hey, well, if they offer him 12.5 now, he's going to jump at it because he doesn't want to play at 10 million. That's less than what he, he wanted 16. Now he went from 16 to 10, you know, had a pretty damn good season. We'll see what happens on that front. I mean, you know, he could hold out. He doesn't have to come to this, you know, spring, the OTAs and that shit, but you know, he's going to want to play. He's not the guy who's going to sit out. You know, he, he wants to stay in New York. He's making money, endorsements, all that stuff. I think that's important to him. I think he wants to stay with one franchise. I think he says with Eli, whatever, he wants to be that kind of guy. He wants to stay one franchise, never leave. Jeter, too. You know, I mean, you want to be that guy. So we'll see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. It's, it's like every day. It's like you went to talk to him. The owner went out. The coach went out. The GM went out. The offensive coordinator, who you have a relationship because you had some of your best years with him while he was the offensive coordinator with Green Bay. So we'll see what happens. But good God, man. Yeah. 
I know. I just, I just, you know, I'm, I'm a little worked up. A little worked up today. I mean, at that Zegris goal, I ended up walking uptown. What I do? I walked five miles to my client today, and I was going to walk home. I'm like, you know, dude, I, I, I'm not going to. I got bronchitis. I can't keep doing this up and down, up and down. Mandalorian is awesome. I've watched both episodes so far. Awesome. I have watched all six episodes of History of the World Part Two, and this one, episode six, had one part that was funny. Hal says that, you know, agree to disagree. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with him that it's been shit, that most of it is really not funny. There are moments, but, you know, I'm comparing it to History of the World. And he said also, what, what I think of the second coming to America, it was shit. Well, he goes, you were comparing it too much. You, were, you, you put it on, a, on the same pedestal as coming to America. What? Well, it's a sequel. I mean, Die Hard 2 was pretty good. Lethal Weapon 2 was pretty good. Rocky 2 was, I mean, you know, there's some good. Speed 2, not so good. Godfather 2, I might think it might be even a little better than Godfather. You know, there's a lot of movies that aren't as good. Matrix, yeah, one, one Matrix was enough. But, you know, be careful with the sequels. And be careful messing with something that doesn't need to be messed with. And these guys aren't as funny. I mean, Bell Brooks was hilarious. Harvey Korman. Uh, um, and, he, and he's passed now. Uh, you know, he said he's going in, uh, Gregory Hines. I mean, there, that was a funny goddamn movie. That was funny shit. And this not so funny. And I like Nick Kroll. I do. And I like Nick Kroll a lot, but just something missing. And they got everybody in it. I mean, Abbott elementary, they got everybody in it, but it's just been kind of eh, meh. And I still got to watch some snowfall. I, I kind of just have been holding off on that. We'll see what happens on that front. So, Mikkel Bridges, his nickname I saw from Michael Lee is Michael Lee is Brooklyn Bridges. I think that is a great nickname. I like that one. So has to be, you know, Javi has to be happy. They've won their third straight. Um, Mikkel Bridges, 30-plus points for the third straight game. They've won all three. And they won 118-96 yesterday over the, who the, sh who the, oh, they played Houston. So they're 37-28. He had 30. Claxton had 18.13 rebounds. Did, Dinwiddie had 23. Jalen Green led the Rockets with 25. So they're nine games over 500. Sean Marks, hey, the, the KD and Kyrie fiasco, they're bringing him back. They're bringing him back. Well, I, I don't think he's a terrible. You know, I, I feel like he kind of had his hand tied, hands tied with Kyrie, and KD, too, was wishy-washy before the season. And, you know, Harden wanted out. So, I mean, things didn't work out all. But I, I, I'm going to give him I'm gonna give him benefit of the doubt. We'll give him benefit of the doubt, see what happens going forward. But... Yeah, not a, not a, not a, it's been a bumpy season, but you know, Mikel Bridges has been a, has been phenomenal. I mean, he's really played well for them. So that's a good thing. We'll see what happens going forward. The Knicks, as I said, lost, yeah, uh, 39 28. Charlotte is 21 and 46. So they outscored in the first half, they outscored the Hornets 66 50. Second half, 62 39. Randall, 5 for 17, 2 for 9 from 3, 16. Quickly, 5 for 16, 3 for 10 from 3, 14. And Brunson missed his second straight game, so now they're 3 and 3 without Brunson, but he's going to go on the road trip. They play against the Kings on Thursday. And Gordon Hayward at 23, Rozier at 25, and Kelly Oubre Jr. had 27. Oh, when I saw this, Kyle Kuzma tried the, like, 3 and then turn his back and, and then turn his back. So he was goofing around with his teammates, like turned his back and looked at his teammates who were laughing and the ball came right back to him. But of course he was too busy paying attention to his teammates and didn't get the rebound. And that was something they showed. And I'm like, what are you showing me? You're showing me that a guy is playing in the NBA for money professionally. And the douchebag is trying to imitate Steph Curry and misses his own goddamn rebound in a game that, you know, you're playing, you're playing a game that matters. It counts. And I'm tired of showing these highlights of guys that are doing dumb shit and showing young kids like, so I'm going to do this stupid thing where I think I'm Steph Curry. I'm not paying attention to the ball. Whenever I, whenever I coach the kids, especially I tell the kids in soccer, follow, you're, you'll never know if you get the rebound. Especially soccer, you're watching your shot. You're watching your, 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 your kick. Duke game, in a Duke game, guy, knew, guy for Duke, knew he missed his shot and went up immediately and got tipped his own ball in. That is hustle. That's what you're supposed to do because he knew he was short. He beat everybody to the freaking ball because he was hustling. And Kyle Kuzma is showing me that I'm more interested of thinking I'm, I'm being a goof and everything and the guys are laughing on the sidelines. And it says something about coach too 
where coach is watching this, and I guess he can't stand it. But that's a time when you sit, you fucking yank his ass, put him on the bench, and go. That's a teach. That's a teachable moment, in my opinion. Like, dude, that doesn't work. No, you know, you think you're funny and all that shit, but the ball came right back to you. You would have got your own ball, and we could have still had possession. And every possession counts. You never know. Yeah, that that shit pisses me off a lot, a lot. That that that's that's a that's horse shit. So bet online out quickly went from 201 and six man of the year to 50 to one today. Thank you, Steve Popper for that. Great. You know, dude, you got to win. the. You got to beat the Hornets. You won nine in a row, Ethan. You got to win 10 in a row. I'm sorry. You got to finish games. You have to finish games. And Embiid last night had 39.7 rebounds in 28 minutes. They won by 23, 117.94. And for, for Minnesota, 32 and seven. So they're 34 and 33 T-Wolves. The, the Sixers are 43 and 22, playing some good ball. Playing some really good ball. And a source close to Memphis organizations says John Morant more than likely has issue with alcohol consumption and rehab could be an option. Could be an option. Could be. Hey, it's not uncommon. You know, guys are, you know, he was out middle of the night. I am so glad I don't do anything anymore. I don't miss it at all. I'll tell you, when I go to a bar and everybody's shit-faced, it's kind of nice just being there. And it's kind of like, I want to get out of here. And I don't need much. Like, you know, I don't need anything. I don't need, um, yeah, I don't, I don't need extra, extra ingredients to keep me going. I'm, I'm good on my own. So, hey, if that's the case, so be it. Tonight, KD, first home game against OKC. We'll see how that happens. OKC won yesterday over Golden State. Golden State is 7-25 and 25 on the road. And, and, and uh, Curry had... 10, what was he, 10 for 16, I think, on three-pointers. The rest of the team was 10 for 35. They are 7-25 and 25 of the road, Golden State. And OKC has a shot if they, you know, can win some games here. They, they can get themselves a playoff position. I mean, hey, you know, I mean, Golden State is terrible on the road. I mean, just terrible. Just, yeah. And Darvin Ham, they, they said a corny nickname for AD. AD's, uh, Anthony Davis had 30 points, 22 rebounds. They beat the Grizzer. Not playing well lately. I mean, come on. How could they? John Morant's on the lineup. They lost 112-103. They're 38-26. Lakers improved to 32-34. and Jaron Jackson led the Grizz with 26 points, 8 rebounds. 80, 30 points, 23 rebounds. And now he's known as Wilt Davis by Darvin Ham. Eh. Reeves had 17. And Rue Hachimura had 17 points for the Lakers. But Wilt, so 30 points and 22 rebounds is what... Wilt would do on an every night, every single night. But, you know, hey, I mean, you're talking about a team that's 32 and 34. They did retire. Pogasol's number, he called his Romano Kobe, him a very tight. He was a great player on the Lakers good and a very good guy. And LeBron had a custom chain listing his accomplishments after breaking NBA scoring record. He can do it, I guess. I don't understand why he needs it, but, I mean, he had a chain made. And everything's on it. And I thought, why do you need to put all that on a chain? You know who you are. Everybody else knows you are. But I guess you want to have a chain to show everybody what you did. And are you going to wear it all the time? I mean, are you going to be like 70 years old? And you'll be like, hey. And it will be like, but we already know this, dude. We don't, you don't need to tell us. But are you just trying to reiterate how good you are? Like, I think Michael Jordan just walks around and he knows he's Michael Jordan. LeBron James should just walk around and know I'm LeBron James. I don't need anything else to show everybody how good I am. Everybody knows how good I am, except, you know, House Party 2 and Space Jam, where that's where you should just, like, maybe f- do other stuff. Stop doing that. They're terrible. They're beyond terrible. They're dog shit. But the chain, really? You really need a chain? We really need to know this? That was a little much. Little much. I, I I was gonna I was gonna let it go, but it really bothered me. I felt like he doesn't need to have a chain like that at all. No, never. No, no, no. So Cleveland State did not did not make the tourney, but they hey played it tough. They lost to Northern Northern Kentucky 63-61. UNC BC today tonight seven o'clock. BC they got BC because BC beat Louisville who sucked this year eighty sixty two and form, former Florida Gator and. And guard for Wake Forest, Tyree Apple, Appleby, was in the 2023 AP ACC Player of the Year, averaged 19 points, three around six assists. He did light up UNC earlier this season. They beat Syracuse today, 77-74 on a shot, uh, late shot, two second, two, two, 
uh, with uh, 0.2 seconds left on the cl- on the clock. Not yeah, was it? Yeah, I mean it was at the, almost a buzzer beater. 200, two hundred, of a second left on the clock. And then Beheim was asked after the game, like I read it and I was like, you know, this is some weird shit. The way he like who talks this way. So Beheim was asked a question, and he was, oh man, come on. Yeah, I went to Beheim. Basically said. No, that's not what I want. Beheim said that. Why is this? Why is this not opening? Okay, yeah. Uh, it was great to see Mike Shishovsky at Duke and Roy Williams, North Carolina, and Mike Bray is going to work for Notre Dame. That's great. He's actually gone. I haven't had any conversations about that. I hope that we will, but I've just been lucky to be able to coach this long. I think you missed it. He said, I gave my retirement speech on the court last Saturday, and I gave it in the press conference afterwards, and nobody except William Payne figured it out. Are you saying right now that you're going to retire? He said, Beheim said, it's up to the university. You want to come back? He said, I didn't say that. So, so the question was, so what are you saying? You're not saying you're retiring? I just said it. I don't know. So you don't know. I said this is up to the university. You're not sure whether how you will make determination about when you will come back? He goes, you're talking to the wrong guy. So it just sounded, and there was all this, you know, you know, he talked about that that Wake Forest paid for other players and all this stuff, and the, he had a bunch of stuff he said, and it, yeah, I was like, that doesn't make a lot of sense. I was like, I'm, I'm confused even reading it right now. Yeah, he said, I gave my retirement speech last week and nobody picked it up. He told reporters, he also said the retirement decision up to the university but that he w- w- wouldn't say that when specifically asked if he wants to return for another season. Yeah, he said, Mike Bray's thrilled. He was at Notre Dame 23 years. He's a puppy. I've had 47 years. I got to coach my sons. Says the university has the final decision. He doesn't say if he would like to come back for another year. So he's been lucky to be able to coach at Syracuse. Okay. But, you know, not, the, not happy how the season ended. I mean, not a, I mean, they finished 17 and 15, so they'll go NIT. And imagine that you could have you could have UNC, Syracuse, Michigan all in the NIT. It's like some big big names there. So Wake Forest in nineteen and thirteen. Hunter Dickinson got second team All Big Ten. Kobe Bufkin got third team, and Jed Howard got on the All Freshman team. Congrats to them. I mean, not a great season. And Dickinson, I I don't know. Does he have, if he has eligibility left? If he does. I just don't see, I see him playing overseas. I don't see anybody taking a shot at him. I didn't see him in any draft in the first two rounds. So I, I don't, I, I just don't see him. He can, he can shoot from outside. You know, he can be a presence here. I, I just don't, you know, he, well, he's got more range than Baycott does. I'll tell you that much. He can shoot a lot more than Baycott. So between the two of them, I guess they'll go compete against each other over in Turkey or something. We'll see how that works out. College of Charleston, 30 wins going into the, the CAA final against UNC Wilmington, if they lost, they said they weren't getting an at-large bid. Well, they won 63 31-3. They are going to go to the dance. They're dancing. Drew Timmy, Gonzaga, all-time leading scorer. They blew out. They were up by like 40 on St. Mary's, and they won their fourth straight WC West Coast Conference tournament. And Drew Timmy is now the all-time leading scorer at Gonzaga. He should be. He's been there for like 15 years. TCU... Eddie Lampkin Jr. averaging 6.6 rebounds, stepped away from the team for personal reasons, didn't travel the team to the Big 12. So we'll see how if that affects them, but that's never a good sign when a big guy like that disappears. Uh, Sauce is recruiting Rodgers, says he said that he will burn his cheese head and that he won't intercept any of his passes during games. I mean, during practice. He won't intercept them during practice. Like, okay, good luck with that, Sauce. Good luck. And they're talking about collusion with the owners. Now, I got it. Carol, Carol is not, Carol, I said, you don't like the Marchek? She said, I didn't say that. But she said he is hurt too often. He's missed a lot of games the last couple seasons. I said he won MVP. And she says he's his own agent. And they don't like, I think they don't like players who don't have their own agent. And they don't want to do another guaranteed contract. And he wants a fully guaranteed contract. And already a bunch of teams are saying that they won't even talk to them. Talk to them. Yeah, won't even talk to them. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them. Uh, Atlanta, Carolina, Raiders, Miami, Washington won't even, will not even meet with him. And very interesting, Stephen Holder said, last year Deshaun Watson 
robust market despite high trade compensation and salary demands, plus the baggage. And there was a shitload of baggage. Crickets for Lamar Jackson. He said, that's interesting. Judy Batista said, Falcons and Panthers were willing to do business with Watson, won't even speak to Lamar. Quite a business. A lot of people are like, what's going on here? I don't understand. Sarah Ellison, according to multiple reports, yeah, said, yeah, they won't. I guess we're going to see what happens, but right? Something's fishy. I mean, the guy won an MVP. I mean, a lot of people says, oh, you know, his accuracy, but you know, he's young. I mean, was he 25? He's as old as Stetson Bennett. He's won, he, he won a playoff game. Uh, he's won an MVP. But the problem, yeah, he has been injured the last couple of seasons, but really? I mean, what's going on here? You know, I mean, they, they made a mistake with Deshaun Watson, so Lamar Jackson has to be punished for that? Because Lamar Jackson shouldn't even, I mean, Deshaun Watson shouldn't even got that goddamn deal? Something stinks. Something stinks a lot. And Chiefs expected to re-sign Juju Smith-Schuster and... Kadarius Tony at wide receiver one? Really? Kadarius Tony, you can't stay healthy? It seems like he misses every other game. He's your, he's your wide receiver one. Do you think he can handle that kind of pressure? He's never, he's never had to be the number one receiver. He, he, he's shown flashes, and there's very small flashes. He had a punt return and a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Two nice plays, but I don't know. Munch, how you doing there? Munch, anything you want to talk about, bring it up. Let it happen. Let it rip. Yeah. What do you what do you think about Kadarius Tony as wide receiver one for the Chiefs? Munch. That's what I want to know. What are you thinking about the whole thing with Lamar Jackson? Is there collusion? What do you think about the Jets? Should they go after Aaron Aaron Rodgers? Do you think that Dak Prescott should be getting an extension from the Cowboys? I say no. Daniel, I say no. Hell no on that front. Hell, hell no. Hell, hell no. And XFL is expecting 30000 for the St. Louis Battlehawks home opener Sunday at 4 against the Arlington Renegades. Hey, listen, they, they, lost, they lost the Cardinals and they lost the Rams. That's, that's tough. Calvin Ridley on gambling. I made a stupid mistake. I fucked up. You think so? Lost all season? What do you think? What did he lose, like 10 to $13 million? I'd say a lot of us would like that kind of money. I was seeing a... So I saw something on Instagram the other day. 19-year-old guy won a, a 15 million American in the in a lottery in the lottery in England. He was a, he was a garbage man. He blew it on drugs, prostitutes, and uh, yeah, basically yeah, drugs and prostitutes. He is now back doing being he blew it all and now he's back being a garbage man. But I'll tell you, he had a lot of fun spending that money. It looked like you know there's pictures of him. I mean, imagine being 19 years old and winning 15 million dollars. And just like you have an ATM, well, he lived it. He spent it. He lived it. He went on a run, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I, I, I still can't get over the Eagles link to Marcus Mariota. Yeah, that's, he sucks. He sucks big time. Now, listen to this. Deion Sanders, his contract with Colorado, request required to wear Nike gear in his official capacity, can't cover up the logo. But he's allowed to keep his personal Under Armour deal, as is Shador, the quarterback of Colorado, is he able to keep his too. He keeps his rights to his trademarks, logos, copyrights, catchphrases. It's like, you know, he can do whatever he wants. I mean, he gets two courtesy SUVs. Lot, listen, he's bringing in all these transfer portal guys. He's changed the culture at Colorado, and they haven't played a goddamn game. Things are going to change a lot. He's got a year where the, he's, he, gets a, he gets a free year because he's got to get the guys that he wants. But I guarantee if by year three they're not playing good football, no one's going to give a shit. And I'm not saying he won't do it. I'm just saying, you know, all the stuff, the, the, the catchphrases, the rights, the, the videos, the Instagram, all that shit, his Prime series on Amazon, all that stuff is great. But all anybody remembers is wins and losses. So we'll see what happens on that front. And who's going to be the starting quarterback for Texas? Will it be Arch Manning? Will it be Quinn Ewers? I don't know. I don't know, but we shall see. And Clemson has a new dedicated NIL facility, Clemson's Athletic Branding Act Institute, called the CAB, first dedicated facility for student-athlete branding and NIL education. I guess God helped build that one. Thank you for enough on sports. It includes a conference room and the Smart Family Media Center with room for 40 media members. The new Clemson Athletic Branding Institute is 12,000 square feet, two stories attached to West End of Schools Poe Indoor Facility. 
I, I guess he, you know, I guess uh, Dabo realized he had to catch up to everybody else. That, you know, you got to have these kids, NIL, it's kind of important. And your whole, you know, spiritual side is great and all, but, you know, program's been a little down the last couple of years and, you know, you got to pick things up. I mean, it's, my, my friend Scott went there. looks like a beautiful school. looks like a beautiful school. We'll see what happens going forward. I'll tell you that much. Time will tell, folks. Time will tell. Devils lost 4-3. Austin Matthews power play goal last night. Vladi could return for the for the DR after pool stage. Only, only allowed if another player gets injured. I saw yesterday that Bogert's made a play at, at short. Netherlands beat Cuba 4-2. Did I watch any World Baseball Classic? No, I did not. It was started at 11 o'clock at night. I was going to sleep, but hey, kind of cool. And morning blitz. How about this? 2004 regular season, Barry Bonds reached base 376 times, and he had 373 official bat, at bats. Three, got reached base 376 times and had 373 official bats. That year, he had 232 base on balls. 232. That's like almost two a game. Wait, that is, wait, that is two a game. 362. Uh, led, led the league batting average, 45 home runs, 100 RBIs. And he led in on base, slugging all this shit. 232 base on balls that season. Very selective at the plate. That is, I saw that stat. I was like, holy shit, that's, that is impressive. That is very impressive. I guess, Munch, you're quiet today. I understand. Maybe you're just dealing with some stuff. I understand. It's all good here. Lakers currently in ninth, but only four and a half games behind the four seed. And no one knows if Bayheim's retiring or coming back. So Brittany Griner's return will be first of 25 WNBA regular season broadcasts on ABC, ESPN, and ESPN2 this season. All right. That's kind of cool, right? I mean, and everybody's talking about Anthony Richardson from Florida. Some guy said he hasn't done enough. He goes, what guy who hasn't put up great numbers in college and then blows away the combine Turns out to be a great player in the NFL. Not too many. I, I mean, you got to go by the tape. Yeah, so Brittany Griner's first game, they'll air, will air playoff games, all-star game, which will be on July 15th in Vegas. They'll play the Sparks May 19th, 11 p.m. on ESPN. When they visit, oh, 11, 11 p.m. That can't be Eastern time. It's got to be Pacific. Yeah, that's got to be our time, right? Okay. Yeah, that can't be Eastern time. That means it's... Oh, wait, it could be. Yeah, 11 p.m. Eastern time, 8 p.m. Yeah. Okay, so cool. Brittany Griner's going to get some games on there. Very cool. Awesome. And the Trailblazers have WNBA stars to help build a contender. Three former, three former WNBA stars. Hall of Famer and former WNBA all-time leading scorer, Tina Thompson was hired by Portland as a scout last fall, two-time All-Star and 2012 Olympic gold medalist. Uh, Aja Jones has served as the Blazers' director of basketball strategy since April 2021, and Sherry Sam, a 10-year WNBA veteran, was hired by Portland as a scouting manager in March 2022. And Washington Mystics guard Avina Westbrook has been working as an intern for the Blazers since October. Pretty cool, right? Yeah, they get, gets a different. And Tina Thompson was a phenomenal basketball player. Yeah, and then she coached. Tina Thompson coached. I think she coached at her alma mater. Did not work out at UVA. Yeah, Tina. Yeah, I remember that she went to coach. In the, yes, 2018 to 2022 at UVA, and it did not. Yeah, it, it was not good. Yeah, if I I see her coaching career, head coaching record, she thirty and sixty three in four seasons, fifteen and thirty nine in the ACC. She had twelve and nineteen, thirteen and seventeen. Well, the pandemic year, five games, and then five and twenty two and two and sixteen. That was it. She played. She was. I mean, hey, she she played with uh, Cheryl Cooper, and they were those teams were great. Those teams were great. Those Comet teams. Four consecutive, 97, 98, 99, 2000. She won two gold medals, nine W All-Star all appearances. Until 2017, she was the all-time leading scorer, and she ranked second in WNBA history. Yeah. She's in the Basketball Hall of Fame, Women's Basketball Hall of Fame. She's won everywhere. Yeah, she's on the, yeah. Phenomenal. So I think that's a good pickup. 
Yeah. And maybe she'll get another shot coaching again. She's young. How old is she? She is only, she's 48, younger than me. So, yeah, I saw that. I was like, that's cool. That's some cool stuff. Segrist, that goal, man. That was a hell of a goal last night. Jeez. And the Nets, during the third-game winning streak, they've outscored their opponents by 60 points during the 86 minutes that Royce O'Neal has been on the court. Huh. And Josh Hart had something to say about fatigue. You know, that's what they talking about, fatigue last night. You got people getting up at 6 a.m. doing 12-hour shifts. Those guys are tired. For us, we're playing a game. We got to keep that in perspective. Nobody really gives a shit. You lost the game. Doesn't, you know, guys, you got to be up for the Hornets. You got a team coming in that has 20, what, 20, 20 wins on the season. You got to beat the shit. You got to beat the teams, the shitty teams. And you, because you're going to need that win later in the season. That one's going to come back and haunt your asses. Big time. Big time. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, I talked about Golden State lost 7 and 25. They'd lost, they'd, they'd won eight straight against OKC. Josh Giddy, youngest player in NBA history to record a 15-plus assist, triple-double. Luka was the youngest before last night. Most 40-point games with 80% true shooting. Uh, Curry has 32. Damian Lillard, 15. Harden, 14. Durant, 12. So Curry had 40. Clay had 23. But he was, eh, he didn't shoot bad. OKC's 31 and 34. Golden State's 34 and 32. Golden State's now the number five seed. Thunder beat the Warriors. Yeah, that was, yeah, 137-128. Giddy had 17 points, 17 assists, which is a career-high 11 rebounds. SGA had 33 points. And games with 10-plus three-pointers made in NBA history. Curry has 23. Next highest is Klay Thompson with nine. 10 for 16. Yeah, and Josh Giddy and Shai Gilgis-Alexander combined for 110 of the Thunder's 137 points. 80.3% of points of the points accounted by two guys. That's crazy. So Saturday's game between the Thunder and Pelicans suddenly looms large as one of the biggest games in the Western Conference playing race. They're tied in the standings, and Orleans has Houston, Houston, Spurs, and Charlotte stretch coming. If the Thunder are going to pass them, they need a W against them. Sam Quinn, thank you for that. Mavs beat Utah 120-116. Kyrie had 33 points, 8 rebounds, 6 I'm sorry, 33 points, 8 assists, 6 rebounds, 2 steals. Perfect from the line. 3 straight games with 30-plus points for Kyrie. Doncic had 29, 10, 6 assists. They're 5th in the West. I guess they're they're tied with Golden State. Jazz are 8. Kyrie last 3 games has scored a total of 103 points. He scored 17 in the 4th. All of the Mavs scored 16. Yeah, he's playing good ball. But they're not, but it's not like, it's not like they're, um... The Mavs, they're not great in the standings. It's, I know everybody's separated by, you know, not a ton of games. Yeah, the Mavs are up on the war. They're 34 and 32. They're 4 and 6 in the last 10. They're 12 and a half games back. Their Kings are in second. The, the Kings are 7 and 3 the last 10. Grizzlies are 5 and 5. Nuggets are 8 and 2. I'm looking at everybody in the standings. I mean, Lakers are 7 and 7 out of the last 10. A lot of te- the Lakers are catching up. Lakers are a game and a half back of the... Right now, they're in the ninth spot, so they're in. They would play the Pelicans, and the Thunder are basically tied with the Pelicans. But the Pelicans... They have to beat the Pelicans because the Pelicans have a lot of shit games coming up. Going to be interesting. I mean, they're all... I mean, it's pretty tight from, from 9 through... 9 through 13... They're all separated by half a game, by by game. I mean, it's tight. It's really tight. Trailblazers, everybody got to get hot now. I mean, we're coming. Lakers have 16 games left. Somebody put up a thing, and for a second, breaking news, that LeBron was going to take off the rest of the season to help his son with recruiting, go on recruiting with his son. I thought that was kind of funny, but it was just a joke. It was just a joke. And so Team USA is going to play Greece and Germany in historic exhibition games in Abu Dhabi. Why is this? So it's never happened before. It's going to be called the USA Basketball Showcase and is working with the Emirates Department of Culture and Tourism to host it. Greece and Germany will play each other on August 19th and all three teams will move on to the World Cup of the Philippines, Japan and Indonesia beginning August 25th. Uh, they're saying Giannis should play in this. They, him, him and his brothers played for Greece in the 2019 World Cup. He, his goal was to lead his home country to an upset championship, the 2023 Cup. Managing director Grant Hill, they still don't have a roster together, but 
but he continues to recruit talent from the U.S. for this summer and separately for the 2024 Olympics. The easiest path to qualifying for the Olympics is through a strong finish at the World Cup. Uh, Jalen Brown is on the... He's a 2019 Cup participant who missed the Tokyo Olympics due to injury. He said there's a World Cup this summer. First, I've heard of it, so we'll see if that happens. But are you excited about them playing in Abu Dhabi? Do you really care? I mean, we gotta, you got to market the game. It's, if people aren't watching games over there, I don't know where they are. And, you know, hey, everything's... They have MMA, they have boxing, everything over there. So, shit, let's bring basketball over there. Why not? Go where the money is, and that's where the money is. And Lindsay D. The Arkin Congello said that the WNBA is the most bet on women's sports league. Well, I'm thinking it's either that hockey or soccer. I would per DraftKings. Aces are the most bet on WNBA team. Asia Wilson is the most bet on WNBA player. And South Carolina is the most bet on women's basketball team because they're undefeated. And then the defending Natty champions. And I mean, that kind of makes sense. Tyler Hansborough, Ben. Both my Ben's. He says uh, Tar Heels will win four games in four days. Thank you, Jeff Goodman, for that one. Okay. Let's see. I'd love it to happen. Start tonight. Get that win tonight, and we can go from there. And after you lose in the NEC final, Northeast Conference final, but going dancing, they lose 67-66. Even though they beat them twice in the regular season, they have this transition rule for, for when you transition from d2 to d1 you can't make the tournament for four years so it happened last year with bellarmine and everybody says yeah so they can't come go but they won the game they were going crazy but fdu is in because they can't go to the tournament yet which is yeah yeah so merrimack gets hey they won the regular season they won the postseason tournament and fdu is going to the tournament which hey my alma mater hey Take it any way you can, right? Hey, who cares? All right, you can't go? We'll go for you. Yeah, rock on, rock on, rock on. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, sorry. I too much. Actually, I didn't have sugar today. I really wanted hamantashen because, you know, after we were talking about the whole Purim thing, hamantashen, it's like a, looks like a diamond. Yeah, a triangle. They put a prunes or a fruit in it or something. I just wanted it. And I walked into the store and I was like, eh, they didn't look that great. So I might have to go out and get some humantash. We'll see. I should have went to Zabar's. I passed Zabar's. That's where I should go. Maybe I'll go there on Friday. Yeah, we'll see. So Oral Roberts, 92-58 of North Dakota State, 30-4. and They're the first D1 team over the last 50 years to go unbeaten in conference play and win the conference tournament championship by 30-plus points. Dominated the Summit League. Well, they do have Oral Roberts looking over them. So they do have a holy spirit hanging over the program. Yeah, I know. I just say some silly stuff sometimes. Gonzaga, 77-51. Drew Timmy, 18 points. Zach Eady has been named the Big Ten Conference Player of the Year, 7'4", fifth Oilermaker to win the award. 23 double-doubles, his best in the country. He's averaging 22 points, 13 rebounds, two blocks, and two assists a game. He, Yeah, he's cool. He's named... Player of the Year by both the league's coaches and media. He joined Chris Weber as the only Big Ten players in the last 30 years to have at least 600 points, 350 rebounds, and 50 block shots in a season. Cool. Congrats to you. Now let's see if we can do something in the tournament. Because every year it's a tease. I'm like, Purdue. Purdue was Purdue's last Final Four. When was Purdue Final Four? I don't think they've... Purdue Final Four. What was the last time... When was the last time they made a final? That's what I, was, I just looked it up. I wanted to see NCAA Final Four, 69 and 80. That's it. 80. 43 years. I know it's been a while. Jeez, man. Damn. Wow. That's uh, it's crazy, right? 69 and 80. What was, what was it? Joe, Joe Barry Carroll. Yes. Joe Barry Carroll. I remember him. He's a good player. Good player. And Portland women, Maisie Burn- Burnham had 19 points. Alex Fowler had 15 points, 11 rebounds. They Portland beat two-time defending West Coast Conference champion Gonzaga, 64-60. Sack, snapped a six-game losing streak to the number 16 Zags with its last one coming in the tournament tor- 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 semis during the 2019-20 season. Congrats to them, man. I love that. And the Ivy League women, the top four teams in the Ivy League women's basketball all finished within three games with each other. Princeton... Columbia at 12-2, and two, Harvard and Penn at 9-5. and five. The last time top four were so bunched 
all the way back in 2003, 2004. Thank you, Jenny Hatfield. I like when I see stuff like that. So that we're going to have Ivy. Ma- I think it is a top four teams play in a round robin. I think that's what it is. It used to be they didn't have a conference. Now they're having it's a top four teams. That's what I thought. Yeah. Ivy League postseason. I, I think that's all it is. Is Does Ivy League postseason tournament. Yes, basketball tournament. Okay. The winner will schedule March 11th, 12th. Yes. Two days ago. Okay. Draw. Once again, this makes no sense. Traditionally, never to postseason tournament until the former state 2017. They didn't have it because of the features the top four schools in the conference instead of including all eight teams that are in the conference. Once again, this makes no sense. The Ivy League should have all eight. I agree. It's one more day. What's the big deal? Why? If you have four, have eight. Yeah, and someone said, hard disagree. It should be a meaningful for these teams that probably aren't in the at-large bid conversation. It's fun to watch a chase. If all the teams made Ivy Mattis, I wouldn't watch any regular. That's bullshit. No. Hey, all right. Hey. Men's side, number one, Yale will take on number four, Cornell, and number two, Princeton will face with number three, Penn. Title game, both games will take place on Saturday. Title game on Sunday. Cool. Yale won men's tournament last year. Princeton defending champion on the women's side. Oh, all right. So we'll see what happens going forward. And the man who invented basketball, James Naismith, is the only head coach in Kansas men's basketball history with a career losing record 55 and 60. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Hey, you know what? Invented basketball. Doesn't matter about the record. He changed the world forever. Forever. Thank you, Morning Blitz, for that. And Brandon Miller named AP and Coaches SEC Player of the Year. Well, the murder. He's also allegedly involved with the hint of him giving a gun to former Alabama forward Darius Miles. And there's the Julius Irving Award finalist, top small forward in D1, Brandon Miller, up for that for Bama, Julian Strother from Gonzaga, Jalen Wilson from Kansas, Keontae Johnson, who came back from a heart issue, collapsed in the court at Florida at Kansas State, and Jaime, uh, Jaime Jaquez Jr. from UCLA. Thank you, Christiane Winfield, for that. So Brandon Miller can play a lot of basketball, but as you know, if you can play ball, they seem to forget about all the other shit, right? They do. And hey, congrats, Chris Beard. You know, his girlfriend dropped the charges. He choked or whatever, and you know, lost his job at Texas and really, you know, fucked. How's pissed about that one? I mean, they are playing good ball, and, you know, the interim coaches stepped up and got things done. But Chris Beard could have had a career, could have, could have really turned around the Texas program, could have had a long career there. It doesn't seem to matter. He is the leading candidate for the Ole Miss job now. And they're doing due diligence on him because, you know, he, he, likes, he likes the rough stuff, allegedly. And uh, we'll see what happens. So, you know, he's also a white coach. So white coaches get 18,000 chances. And uh, yeah, we'll see how it work, works out for him going forward. But congrats. Thank you, Pete Thamel, for that. And women's college basketball games average 200,000 viewers on ESPN this season, the most in nearly a decade. Cool. Very awesome. Frankie Montas said he did not, was not healthy this whole entire season. Nope. I mean, last season. Came to the Yankees, wasn't 100%. I'm reading here 12 weeks of no throwing. He's on week two. Yes, right. He'll start throwing in nine to 10 weeks. And he says he's going to pitch this season. Did, what, one and three with a six ERA in eight games last year for the Yankees? Good for him. And, and Aaron Judge scheduled to make his left field debut with a second straight start there on Thursday possible as part of a plan to have Stanton play more right field. I think the guys do like playing in the field. They feel like when they DH, they're out of rhythm with the game, and they do like being in the field. And I'll tell you, Stanton made some good plays in the outfield last year. But I get concerned that, that you know he's getting older, brittle, he runs a little too hard, and bad things happen to him on the field. We'll see what happens. And Judge, hey, Judge is... Uh, Got a huge contract, so he's going to play wherever. He doesn't give a shit. I don't think he'll hit 62 home runs this year. I told Ethan it's not happening again, and hopefully I'll, you know, I'm, I'm okay if I eat, if I eat my words. We still got, what, three weeks left. There's, I hear Kiner Falefa could be traded, so it could be between, I don't think Volpe is going to get it. I think, um, who's the other Yankee shortstops? And Volpe's played some second base too, but uh, Yankee shortstops is yeah uh cabrera it could be oswaldo cabrera peraza yeah i mean that's what i'm hearing i'm hearing they said it's far from over right now 
Yeah, between per- per- Oswald Peraza, Volpe, and Kiner Falefa. Uh, Falefa is hitting, Kiner Falefa is hitting like 100, and he's made an error. I think it's going to be Peraza just because he's, but Volpe could, we'll see how Volpe does. We'll see. Time will tell. Time will tell. And this is crazy. So a stunning investigation by the Philadelphia Inquirer connects the AstroTurf at Veterans Field, the Phillies' former home, and the deaths of six retired MLB players. Tug McGraw, Darren Dalton, John Vukovic, John Oates, Ken Brett, and David West all played for the Phillies and all died of the aggressive brain cancer uh, glioblastoma before the age of 60. The Inquirer found dangerous forever chemicals in the turf, which was produced by... Monsanto turf was used from 77 to 2001 before switching to surface called next turf in 82 the team sold pieces of it in sealed 4x4 inch bags the inquirer purchased four of those on ebay following west death in 2022 at age 57 they've analyzed by two separate labs found 16 types of dangerous chemicals in the turf they're referred to as forever chemicals because they don't break down and can last in the human body for years They've been connected to kidney and testicular cancer, among other maladies, and the brain cancer rate among the 5 to 30 Phillies who played at Veterans Stadium from 71 to 2003 is around triple the average rate of adult men. We know that the liver is affected. We know the kidneys are affected. We know the testicles are affected. This was Graham Peasley, a physicist at Notre Dame, told the Inquirer, but nobody's ever done the study to see if the brain is affected because glioblastoma is such a rare disease. It was demolished in 2004. How fucked up is that? How fucked up is that? Forever chemicals. Yeah, hey, we were playing with shit with kids. Hey, we didn't know. Half the shit we should have been playing with wasn't good. But turf, and for, it's never been good. I mean, I remember Montclair State, we played as a kid. Man, you got a rug. I mean, you burned. You burned bad. You, you went on that. It was like, ugh. Not shocked at all by any of this. At all. At all. That's, that, that's loco. That is loco. I read that. I was like, holy shit. And another team, the Wild, did not wear their pride jerseys, but they wore, they had... Rainbow colored tape on their sticks, and they had rainbow color uh, pucks before the game. Yeah, and pride themed pucks were also used. I I I think guys just have a problem wearing um, wearing wearing stuff like that. I mean, I guess it's just a problem. It's just a problem. Everybody knows someone who's gay. Who gives a shit? Everybody, you know, really? Oh, you're religious, please, and whatever. Okay, yeah. Okay, use that. Stand behind that front. And I was like, and they, they were promoting it and everything, and the players want to wear the jerseys. What's the big deal? You know, it's like people, the kids are going to go drag shows, and they're going to be. It's going to change them. They're going to be. They're going to start doing drag shows. I, I, I didn't. I, you know, I watched the village people. I didn't. I, I didn't start. You know, I mean, I just like the music. I like Barry Manilow. Okay, good stuff. <laughs> I'm just like, what the hell? So stupid. Oh, and then someone put that, uh, you know, Daniel Daniel Jones, he had eight big-time throws last year as defined by pro football focus. Geno Smith at 35, Derek Carr at 21. Okay. 1.4% big throw rate, ranked 40th among 41 quarterbacks who played at least 20% of the team's snaps. Thank you, Robert Mays. So a big-time throw is a big-time throw is best described as a pass with excellent ball location and timing, generally thrown further down the field and or into a tighter window. Okay, great. Well, Derek Carr didn't make the didn't make the tournament, didn't make the NFL playoffs, and Geno Smith went out in the first round, and Daniel Jones won a playoff game. So I'm going to say that that's okay. Also, who did he have to throw to? Derek Carr had Devontae Adams, and Geno Smith had DK Metcalf. Yeah, I had great wide receivers. Who did the Giants have? He had uh, Darius Slayton. That was it, basically. Yeah. So I'm going to go with who gives a shit, but I saw it. I was like, oh, okay, that's... So Saquon's on a non-exclusive tag, which means he must be no less than either the average, means the contract must be no less than either the average of the top five cap hits at the player's position or 120% of the player's salary the previous season, whichever is greater. Unlike the exclusive tag, he's allowed to negotiate with other teams, and if they receive an offer, the current team has a chance to match. If they don't match, they get two first-round draft picks, but that's not going to happen. We'll see how that goes going forward. And they're saying Broncos defense alignment, Draymond Jones among coveted de- defensive free agents per jo- Jordan Schultz, the score. So the Jones, Colts linebacker, Bobby, Bobby Okorecki, 49ers DL, 
Defensive lineman Charles Omanihu will attract s- significant interest in free agency. So Jones had 47 tackles, six and a half sacks, nine tackles for loss. Thinks he'll get 20 million. Okareke, 151 total tackles, six tackles for loss. Got a 73.3 PFF grade, which is good. He gets signed for 12 to 14 million. Omanihu, total 20 tackles, four and a half sacks, three tackles for loss. These are all guys that could be, we'll see what happens. Now, I, I know I talked about Joe Mixon. So his trainer said several kids on the st- were playing in the street when the trainer said he saw one of them holding what looked like a fake weapon, but then he went to the back of his car and grabbed what looked like a Keltec or something, a Keltec, and ran up the back driveway at Mixon's house. Then all of a sudden I heard him running, running down there, and you hear pop, 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 five gunshots. He, the trainer said then he saw three cars in the area speed off. A shell casing was found in the rear of Mixon's home. I, yeah, and, and a Keltec. So a Keltec, since I, you know, I, I just never had a gun. You know, I'm just a white Jewish boy from the suburbs of New Jersey. I mean, I see a lot of movies, but a Keltec is, yeah, that that looks like a do a lot of damage. Looks like something they would a Terminator would use in a movie. And KJ Osborne here. This this is this is was in the right place at the right time. Early Monday morning in Austin. He had joined three other bystanders in rescuing a man from a burning car underneath a freeway overpass. He was on a podcast with Adam Schefter. The man was transported to a local hospital with nine life-threatening injuries. He said, he said, usually here, wrong place, right time, wrong time, but I was the exact right place at the right time. Fifth round pick 2020 at Miami. Number three receiver the past two years. Was in Austin for the weekend and been visiting friends Sunday night. He was riding in an Uber when the driver noticed a car that had crashed into a pillar along the freeway. So it happened near uh, North Mopac Expressway on the northbound side. I got to ask how where that is. Os- Osborne, the Uber driver, and two other bystanders approached the car as the engine caught fire. Air pl- airbags had been deployed. Difficult to see the driver. Wow. This was 2.32 a.m. Monday morning, which nothing good happens. He's finishing his master's degree in criminal justice at the University of Miami. He hopes to one day work as a private investigator in the Secret Service. I was, yeah, crazy, right? Wow. Yeah, he said, he said, it was difficult to see the driver. I'm thinking this is obviously a big risk. I don't have experience in this. In my head, I'm thinking this car can blow up at any second and it could be all over. They convinced the man to slide over the passenger side. They pulled him out of the car. They carried him 10, 15 away from the car to safety. safety. Man was bleeding from his mouth. Yeah. Yeah, he said, we saved that man's life. He wouldn't have been able to get out of that vehicle without our help. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he said, that was live bullets. He said, I was like, that was live bullets. I'm just grateful that I was in a position to help him. It was definitely the most crazy experience of my life. Had 60 catches, 650 yards, and five touchdowns last year for the Vikings. Yeah, hey, listen, you see something, you take action, you, you, Good move. And UNC has a new special teams coach from South Alabama. They got Jameel Lett. Oh, I'm sorry. No, not Jameel Lett. They got, uh, yeah. He's expected to join as an off-field special teams role. So he's not even, he was at South Alabama. I thought he was taking over as special team. Like, whatever, dude. I'm just like, okay. All right. And, yeah, I, I had a men's lacrosse score here. Number one, Virginia, 18 over number 10, John Hopkins, 13. Manchester City star Jack Grealish is leaving Nike for a record-breaking deal with Puma that'll pay him $11.8 million a year. It's a lot of shekels. And on Wednesday, the House Committee on Education and the Workforce will hold the first hearing on a bill that could ban trans- transgender women and girls from playing a women's youth high school or college team. The bill authored by Representative Greg Stubbe from Florida will weaponize Title IX, the statute that prohibits gender discrimination sports against transgender women by adding language that redefines sex as based solely on a person's reproductive biology and genetics at birth. The Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act has been introduced on two other occasions in previous Congresses but didn't have legs. This iteration introduced in February to a Republican-controlled House has the support of conservative advocacy groups and 43 House Republicans. It's been condemned by multiple women's rights organizations like the National Women's Law Center. The Congression Equality Focus accused Republican lawmakers of pushing false narratives 
against transgender girls and women who want to play on women's teams. This is not about girls and women's sports. It's about attacking trans kids. Equality, Equality Caucus Chair Mark Pocken, the Democrat from Wisconsin, said in a statement, this sports ban is just the opening salvo in their larger effort to limit the rights of and demonize the LGBTQ community. In 18 states, lawmakers have succeeded in pushing through this type of legislation. It is a big issue. Like people, these, these trans athletes are taking away, you know, opportunities for my kids to play college. It was the girl, the, 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 the woman at Penn, you know, she was competing and, and these women are coming forward saying, you know, we couldn't compete on the same level. It's a big thing. I mean, kids just want to play, you know, you know, look, Hey, Dwayne Wade's kid transitioned, you know, it's, that's the world today. You know, people are doing things, you know, aren't happy in their, you know, felt something different and they're they're doing things to change it. And, you know, if, if that was my kid, I would support my kid. I want my kid to be happy. And don't you want your kids to be happy in the end? I mean, you know, living a life where you don't feel comfortable in your own skin and then you can do something to change that. And you like playing sports. You're not looking to become a pressure. You just want to play sports. It doesn't sound, yeah, it's, it's sad. 18 states passing this shit. Like it's like we're, we're, we're going after our, your, your parents are deciding what the kid for, for their children when, you know, you're putting stuff in people's heads that they should be able to make their own decisions. And it shouldn't be told that you, we're, you're changing laws because of this, like, oh, and then you're going to put a, a kid who decides to transition and is feeling comfortable and for the first time feeling like, oh, this, I, I, I feel like, I feel me. I feel like me. I feel like what I, something felt off or different. And now I feel comfortable in my own skin. And now you're telling me that it's, that I can't play sports because, you know, what, how I was born, it dictates how I have to do everything from then on. When in life, don't, don't, hopefully we evolve, we change. You know, we grow as people, not... This, this sounds like we're, we're making a world where, you know, if you don't fit, if, if, if the, if it doesn't fit into the keyhole, you know, if it, you know, it, it's tough shit, you know, you're, you're, yeah, you're sorry to hear that, that, you know, you don't agree with, you know, but you, you got to fit this, you got to follow this guidelines, but I, I, that's not the way I, that's not the way I I don't want to, I don't want to be a business major. I want to be uh, I want to be an arts major. I want to be an architect. No, no, you got to you got to go this way. No, I don't want to go this way. That's why I live in America: freedom of speech, freedom of choice, freedom of expression. This doesn't sound like this sounds like uh, we're living in North Korea when you do shit like this. All right, said my piece. All right, did I miss anything? But that that disgusts me. I'm disgusted by that. If you, if you didn't get the idea, disgusted, disgusted. We could get snow this week. Glendale police will not charge John Moran with a crime due to lack of available evidence in relation to gun video. I, he's a gun in the video, I guess. Yeah. I don't even know how to respond. Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> hey, good, good. I mean, he was just waving a gun around in a stupid video to himself. It wasn't like he was waving around. He was just in a video, I guess. So that's what they're saying. It wasn't like he was pointing a gun at everybody else. He was just doing his own thing, right? I guess that's how we'll say it is. All right. Trivia questions. Oh, wait, I want to check basketball scores because... We're in the, it's tourney time. It is tournament time. Yes. Carolina is playing at seven on ESPN two. Georgia Tech pits up on Georgia Tech, a buck 55 left. Colorado's leading Washington. St. John's is beating Butler. All right. We got college basketball. I'm like so excited. And UNC is being Penn State in baseball, 15-5, top of the ninth. I could watch into that game if I wanted to. Seeing if I missed anything else. All right. So, I don't think the Nets are playing. Nets are playing tomorrow night. Rangers-Canadians tomorrow night. Knicks-Kings tomorrow night. And the Nets are playing. I think the Nets Nets aren't playing for a couple days. There's only two games. Oh, there's a couple games tonight. Not the Nets. Nets are playing. Bucks. At the Bucks tomorrow night. Oof, it's going to be a tough game. Yeah. Tough game. All right. Trivia question from last show. What was last show's trivia question? All right. Most interceptions of the season. Dick Night Train Lane. 14 and 12 games. Crazy. 
Shares the Cardinals record for the longest TD reception, 98 yards. His motto is hang them high. Today's trivia question, how many schools have won the Men's March Madness Tournament? Is it 26, 31, 36, or 42? How many schools have won the Men's March Madness Tournament? 26, 31, 36, or 42? That's all I got for today. Munch, I really wish you would have talked to me, but I know you're busy. Daniel, we got to get in a show again. There's a lot of people got to get in a show. RK, I got to get Dom on a show. I want Dom on a show talking about high school quarterback, playing quarterback. I just want to talk about what it was like playing quarterback. How much time, all that stuff on the field, you know, being the leader of, you know, everything, leading the show, kind of interesting to me. All right, go UNC tonight, go Heels. Everybody have a great night. Peace out. I'll talk to you soon. Send my love to Michigan, my parents, Mrs. S. Adios. Oh, we're seeing, and uh, Paul, seeing Paul tomorrow. Seeing Paul Friday. I'm sorry, Friday, Friday, Friday. Peace out, everybody.